Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm Lydia Pierre, founder and CEO of Pierre Branding Group. We help create stories that resonate with audiences to forge unforgettable, unique brand experiences. These stories ultimately become infused with all aspects of the client's branding, thereby turning entrepreneurs into media celebrities by growing their authority and helping them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal to you how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello there and welcome to Leaders on the Rise. This is your host, Lydia Pierre, and I'm here with Jamie Barlett, President and CEO of Polypay. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Lydia. How are you doing? I'm amazing. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. That is awesome. Thank you for being on the show with us today. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I would love reading information about you and who you are, but I don't like to read bio. So I want you to just tell us a little bit about who you are, your background, where you came from, and how did you start Polypay? Sure, I'd love to, please. Well, uh, I'm originally from Michigan, so I grew up in Birmingham, Michigan, uh, and I made my way over to the East Coast for college uh, at Wellesley College in Boston. And now I kind of reside over here in California. I'm in San Luis Obispo, California now, but I've lived and work all up and down uh, this state in San Francisco and in tech consulting for Accenture. I work for Pacific Gas and Electric up in San Francisco as well. Work down in LA and Orange County and in a little bit of your world in marketing way, way back. And uh, now I'm here in San Luis Obispo, California, Central Coast area. And that's where I have uh, founded Polypay in 2014. And that's where I've been ever since. That's awesome. Awesome. And for those who don't know what Polypay is, no, it's not a sheep. <laughs> no. Well, it is, but we're it's not our sheep. So yes, not yeah, our exactly. Sheep. No, not our sheep. No, no. <laughs> so so Polypay is a payment processing system, right? Yes. And you started yes. it as, as a solution to a problem that was or void that was in the market when it comes to understanding the payment processing systems and helping people not to be taken advantage of, correct? Right, exactly. And I, I kind of grew up in a finance background. I had a father that was a banker for many years. So I was always sort of sitting and listening at the kitchen table about how you should take care of your money, how he was very honored to take care of a lot of other people's money, and that you should always uh, respect you know, what people have built and they need support and care whenever you, uh, whenever you can give them education. And that was the problem I was thinking about solving when I, I started to dip my toe into thinking about the entrepreneurial world. I thought, what am I going to be uh, a solution provider of. And the payment industry, or what you could call it even just credit card processing payment industry as well, uh, is rife with a lot of bad actors. Uh, there is a lot of subterfuge. There's a lot of, um, you know, baiting and switching with, with information and pricing and agreements and uh, small and large businesses getting taken advantage all over the place. And I thought, well, that's definitely something that needs uh, you know, that needs a Batman or a bat, bat girl or something like that to answer the call. So I'm, I'm very excited that I started down that route and it's been very fulfilling and hopefully I've provided a lot of value to a lot of our customers over the years. That's amazing. And I know that this is an industry that not many women are in, not as owners, at least. How, what made you feel as if you felt there was a space for you in this, in this industry? 
I think I was fortunate to grow up in uh, in a in a household where it was kind of very much you know male versus female. It's very much a meritocracy. So if you're good at it, if you think you can provide value, doesn't matter uh, you know who, who or what you are. Uh, and going to Wellesley College was very much it's an all women's college, and I was very fortunate to go there. And let me tell you, I'm sure you'd agree, Lydia. If you got 2,400 women clawing for uh, ranking and for grades, and it, there's nothing more vicious than learning competition that way. So I, I definitely think I cut my teeth in an environment like that. And uh, there are a lot of women in this industry in terms of sort of the sales side and some of the executive side. But when I first started out, I believe what I would call my company is an independent sales office, so an ISO. Uh, and I believe when I started out, I was only one of about 10 ISOs west of the Mississippi that were owned by a female. Uh, I believe those numbers have gotten a little bit better, but it's it's still very much a a small pool when it comes to those who are uh, sort of in the sea level area of this business. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, kudos to you for taking on such a task in that sense and really just putting yourself yourself out there and being willing to just kind of really just stand out from the crowd. I mean, that had to be challenging and just to keep pushing through. I, I mean, that's amazing. Well, thank you. I, and I feel like as the roles, as I get older, I think the roles will switch. But I think I was very fortunate to, to run into a lot of interesting uh, networking opportunities and mentors, both male and female alike. So I think I re- I've relied heavily on that. So my goal is, as I get more uh, sophisticated and experienced in this industry and just in business in general, I have definitely in the past couple of years uh, turned a different page in my life and have tried very hard to give back wherever I can, whether it comes to community or just to networking events. I'm hosting educational panels from time to time, both in the community or for small business uh, centers for male and female business owners alike. I think that, you know, you have to come full circle as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, because otherwise you're not going to be able to create more runway for other business owners uh, in the future. That's amazing. And I, I really, I really kind of really understand that. Not only understand that, but I co-sign that because I'm very big on mentorship. I mean, I don't think I'll be where I am today if it wasn't for all the amazing mentors and people who've guided me. Um, and totally I know a lot of people find it difficult sometimes to position themselves to ask for help. And on the flip side, a lot of people don't want to share their knowledge a lot of times. You'll be surprised how many people just want yes. to, as if they're yes. threatened by the person. How, yes. how do you feel in this space in terms of mentorship and How has that, I know you said it's helped you, but how do you feel others can benefit and what's a good way to position themselves for mentorship when looking for one? What do they look for in a mentor? I I think you have to look for someone who, uh, you know, they don't have to tick all the boxes. I think, especially in my space too, it's a very small space in terms of finance and being a, a female business owner in that in that aspect. But I think you have to pick someone who has had a unique background or maybe they take just a couple of the boxes. But as long as they've been out there, they've owned a business for a bit, uh, whether they're just the owner themselves or they're one of a partnership or something, I think pretty much any kind of business owner, I don't think a lot of people I run into that are small business owners, when I talk to them about mentoring or, or volunteering or, or thinking that they can be of value, it's amazing, Lydia, how many people don't think they have knowledge that they can share or they, yeah. you know, they're belittling themselves. And I go, 
every piece of information is important because I remembered when I got out there as a new business owner networking, my joke was I went to an opening of an envelope. I mean, what you, you never know who you're going to meet because that's the beauty of this crazy, weird industry and this world that you never know. I've met some of my best friends when we were walking in, you know, down the sidewalk to a new event and I was nervous about going and I was afraid to talk to anybody. And you just start talking to the person who just got out of the car next to you because you feel like you're in third grade and it's the first day of school, right? You know, and it's like, is anyone going to notice my brand new backpack? You know, it's, it was kind of like that. So I I really, information can be found anywhere. And I think people need to realize that there's walking repositories all over there, including yourself. Absolutely. And to your point, I mean, I think it's important for people to realize they have the knowledge to give, even if you've just been through one step further than the person behind you, you can help them realize, okay, there's a step, there's a hole in this step right here. Be careful. I mean, there's been plenty of times because I'm clumsy. It'd be, it'd be the cute ones. I'm clumsy. So there's always someone walking in front of me who'll be like, Lydia, watch out for that step. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness that they were a step ahead of me to let me know to watch out for that step. So I didn't have to fall in. And it doesn't mean they had to be miles and miles. Honestly, if they were too far ahead, I might not been anywhere near them to know to be able to get that warning. So, I mean, everyone has, like you said, everyone's a walking repository for somebody. And has Absolutely. And, and even the failures aspect, everyone wants to talk about, oh, well, look at all my wonderful successes and checking off all the amazing experiences. I've had a lot of failures. And I think that I don't regret one, a single one of them. I don't think you can. I don't, I, if then you're not using your knowledge correctly. So sitting back there and hemming and hawing, I've hired the wrong people or I've, I, I've started, tried to start a side business off of a, more of a software side to our business. I realized that space was too crowded. Uh, and so I stepped away from that. I mean, as long as you learn from your mistake, it's absolutely not a waste whatsoever. I mean, this this whole world is going to be full of ups and downs and people just want to look at that nice, beautiful straight line. And that's just not realistic. Mm. So um, I'm always w- happy to talk about my failures as well, because I, it, it, that's life, you know, that yeah. you're not living truthfully if you're not if you're not encompassing all 100 percent of your experience. Absolutely. And that's it's all about being authentic. Right. At the end of the day. Yes. You want to be able to be in a position to help others, but also be true to who you are and tell your story. Because especially I'm in the world of branding and all of that. So people connect with people because they're people, not because it's that emotional connection that you get, you know? Yes. Yeah. And you have to you have to unhook that, uh, you know, that slick version of your, you know, people expect of yourself, because, again, that's not realistic. And as you said, being authentic, I think that's the worst thing you can do to yourself as a person and both as a business owner is lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one thing to lie to somebody else, but to lie to yourself, that's probably mm. the worst thing you can possibly do. Right. Right. And I say that all the time. So it's so interesting you, t- you touched on that because people will lie to themselves, Jamie. They will oh, yes. Believe it. Yes. And then you have no one to blame but yourself. And, and you're just not you're not learning. Them. You're not learning. So you're destined to, to repeat that that mistake. Right. Right. So let's double back a little bit more and talk a, bit, a little bit more about payment processing and how it works and all of those good things for those who may not know. So a sure. payment processing system. Um, talk to us a little bit about what that is, because I know there's words like PayPal that are out there. Yes. Oh, like sure. Yeah. So there's, you know, oh, sure. And and there's a lot of, I think people think of old school kind of uh, point of sale systems or payment systems. You're thinking about, you know, old school, everything started with a cash register, right? And now we've got these very slick point of sale systems. You've probably seen, obviously, things like Square has or PayPal, as you said, there's so many different ways now, especially in the light of the pandemic, 
when businesses were pivoting to try to stay in, in business. So you have your traditional brick and mortar businesses that have a, a you know, a, what we call like a tabletop point of sale system where you're either swiping or, or tapping to pay. That's your contactless kind of payment, they call that. Or you've got people that have an e-commerce business. So they're taking payments online. Or maybe you have someone who is a mobile system, mobile business, like a landscaping person or for instance, we have hairdressers that are always on the go doing you know, hair for weddings or things like that. So they're taking payments on their phone or on an iPad. So that's their mobile payment. So there's this whole amazing, interesting kind of rainbow of ways to take credit card payments. And truly, you know, I know people talk about that cards are, you know, maybe cards will go away. I, I, I don't see that at all. I think that's going to be, uh, you know, maybe the physical cards go away, but now people are paying, you know, with their phone, with their thumb, mm-hmm. with all sorts of fascinating ways. So there's a lot of different ways to take payments. And I think with the spike of small businesses that ha- have come up with through the pandemic, that's not going away anytime soon. So there's more and more small businesses now than ever, Lydia, that need uh, ways that are to take payments for their services. And that means there's more people that need to be educated and understand what mistakes not to, to make when they're setting up uh, their, their payment system for their business. Because if you don't take the time to do the research, to talk to somebody credible uh, and figure out what you truly want, what you're willing to pay for, and what exactly are you paying for, uh, you're setting yourself up for some real obstacles down, down the line. Absolutely. And I think... Um, that when you think of a company like PayPal or Square, you don't think of it as someone that you can actually call and, and talk to about those things. So I yes. feel like that's what makes PolyPay different because you can actually call absolutely. someone and learn about it. Yes, absolutely. So we're based in San Luis Obispo, California, but we have customers in about 15 states right now. So we're we're all over the place. Uh, so we obviously can, can use that line of local support, but we want people to to feel like we're right down the street, even if they're in another state, because we're always available. We understand business isn't just nine to five. So we are available 24 hours a day for our customers. Mm-hmm. Even though we're a smaller business, we're very much about high touch. You know, don't try and call any 1-800 numbers. Let us handle the issue for you if you have questions call us. If we don't have an answer, I stress that very much with our team members. If we don't have an answer, uh, we'll go and get it. But don't just make some sort of arbitrary answer. We want to be true to our customers. If we don't know, we'll go and find out for you. But if we can take that one thing, as you know, as a business owner, there's you know 9,000 things that you're um, managing at once. And our goal is if we can kind of take this one burden off of them, and, and one that is so critical too as a business right. owner, how are you getting your funds? How are you getting your money? Uh, they can go back to worrying about the other 9,050 things that they have to think about. So that's our goal is taking that burden off of them. That's amazing. That's amazing. So can you share some of the mistakes that people generally make when it comes to payment processing? Because honestly, me, I don't even think about, I just figure yeah. I just need something that takes the money. I'm not thinking about yeah. all the other stuff. Sure, sure. I think uh, some of the biggest mistakes are uh, they sign contracts that they put themselves in with, you know, with a company or provider for three years. We don't do contracts. Our goal is that we want to earn your business every month when that statement crosses your door. Uh, So a lot of people get kind of hooked into maybe a marriage they didn't want. Uh, and then they can't get out or they have to pay a very large termination fee to get out, which a lot of small businesses can't afford. So they're kind of stuck in this loveless relationship for a while. Uh, a lot of businesses don't know how to read a statement. So when you get one of these you know, statements every month in the mail, you you should know how to, to read it. What does this line mean? What does this fee mean? And we teach our, our customers how to read it. And plus, our statement is very, very easy to read. So they know exactly what 
they're paying for every month and what is what does that mean and a lot of a lot of other uh, people in the industry other peers in the industry don't even send their customer statements they, so the, we'll call people up who are interested and they're like I don't think I've seen a statement for like a year or two. I go, that's probably a bad sign. You know, they're taking your money out of your account every month and you don't even know what it's for. So uh, I think those are a couple of things that are, are big mistakes. And probably one last big mistake is maybe picking a point of sale or a system that's that's just too large for you. It has too many bells and whistles. They get locked into like these monthly payments for these large, massive point of sale systems that have way more firepower than they need for just a small business starting out. Maybe you just need a simple terminal to start off with. And then as you get more sophisticated in your business, you can get systems that have, for instance, like restaurants that have like table mapping for where your waiters are going to be, or they can uh, hold a tab for a bar thing, you know, for a bar, um, a ticket that's open. So there's there's ways to get more sophisticated. And I always suggest to business owners, let's start small and then we can scale you up because you don't want to be handling something that might have multiple fees associated with it that might be a very large lump sum payment that you just don't need maybe 18 months down the line or something like that, but maybe that's too much to start off with. Oh, that's awesome. So do you actually consult with them prior for them to them getting one of the services? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, we we work with obviously that that's the best way to start is obviously if someone's brand new and they, and they find us or we connect with them so we can kind of consult with them. Right. Um, you know, we don't we don't charge for that at all. We just want to talk with them. What are your needs? How are you going to take payments? Do you need multiple terminals? Will you be walking around and taking payments from customers? So we love having those initial conversations. And then we deal with it all the time, too, Lydia, where somebody is not pleased with what they have. It's either too much or too little. And we can say, all right, we've got a perfect, you know, uh, 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 suggestion for you, a different terminal. So we specialize in, in that kind of research and, and knowledge that we can share with the customers. So uh, it's always the best, the most fun is when somebody's just starting out so we can get them right on that right road. But we love kind of rescuing people as well and saying, Ooh, let's, let's fix this. It's fixable. Don't worry. You know, a lot of people, get so uh, emotionally involved with it. And, you know, they get very upset by it that they, it's one thing that they don't want to touch or they don't want to talk about, it, or maybe they're embarrassed about it. And I go, this is now is not time to worry about your pride here. This is about your dollars and your cents and what your money. Let's worry about that later. Let's fix this. It's fixable. Don't worry. Right. No. And, and that's so key. What you're saying when it comes to people and their money and their finances, we suffer for lack of wanting to talk about it. It's like, yes, it's crazy. It's, I'm guilty. I'm yeah, guilty. it's yeah, it's so critical. But I understand it's also a very hard conversation to have. My phrase for it, uh, Lydia, is that it's intimate. It's very intimate to say, mm -hmm. hi, can you please tell me how much your business is doing uh, a month? What's your average ticket when somebody buys something from you? I mean, it's it's a very hard conversation to have. And I understand that. But it is so critical. It is not something that business owners should sweep under the rug. Right, right. And then when you hide behind a big organization like PayPal or whatever, they, they don't have that level of intimacy with you to coach no. you through those moments. So you just kind no. of- just and not a lot of options. No. Or you just have an email that you can, you know, send an email to somebody and, you know, maybe yeah. they'll get back to you on the 12th of never about that, you know, and that's that's not what we do. I mean, our goal is to pick up, you know, on the third ring and no less. And, and if not, you know, I always tell them you have to get back to your customer within- you know, 30 minutes or less at a minimum, because if someone is standing there with a queue of customers behind them and their terminal doesn't work or uh, something's disconnected or not working, they're losing money every minute that that's that that system isn't working. So. 
Right. That's amazing. I love what you do. You really are out here saving the day. <laughs> I've tried. I'm telling you, check. I got to iron my cape. I don't know, but <laughs> thank you. Thank you for saying that. I, and I think you, if you're it. good at, if you love what you do, you'll be good at what you do. So I hope that's, that's how I feel that our team is. So we are all very dedicated and, and love and respect our business owners that are our customers and are very grateful that they are willing to trust us with something that's so mission critical to their business. Absolutely. And the way that you handle them and the way that you, you care to educate them, to show them the way, because who would think that you actually need actual consulting? I mean, but now that you say it, it makes sense. You should be consulted on your payment processing system to understand yeah. how you get payments. And yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. going to need a, me, I might need, <laughs> I might need Always you, here. Always here. Yes. <laughs> we have one of those intimate conversations because I yes. just, I'm not going to lie, Jamie. I'm, I have that issue where I'm afraid to talk about my finances. I'm afraid to, sure. it's not always all, it's not always what it's cracked up to be, you know, especially being no. in a brand space. It's about what it looks like. It's not about, it's not about what it is. It's the perception. So yes. you get in your head about those things. And then the, it's almost like it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because the very thing you're afraid of comes true because you're not talking about it. Yes. And, and I, I, I might. Right. My, and my phrase is that uh, I call it you kind of a ode to Clint Eastwood, the good, the bad and the ugly. Those are the faces I get when I have these conversations. So either there's the very relieved customer or business owners. It's like, oh, thank God. All right. This is what we can do. Then there's somebody who's very upset that, uh, you know, they they can't believe what's happened to them. So they're very they're very, um, you know, just shocked and upset and overwhelmed and don't know what to do. And then you kind of run into those business owners, Lydia, that think they understand everything or they've just been lied to so so much by their previous owner that no no it's it's this percentage i know for sure and i say well you know just because they said it you know that that's what you think it is and we run through the numbers with them and it ends up being you know should have been two percent for something and it was four and a half or five i go that adds up and they're they're just really shocked so it's it's always an interesting conversation you never know what you're going to have but at the end at all of them there's a solution Right. And you're saying the best time, of course, to get them is right when they start off. Absolutely. But I mean, we can, you know, we can fix anything. We've run in, we've helped businesses that have been around for 30, 40 years that have had multiple iterations of different, you know, because that's neat too, to see a business grow and evolve. And they're at this point where they're ready for something else. Um, but yeah, I think our favorite interaction is, is a new business owner that we can go, all right, you're all good. You're, you know, you've got your you know, as I'm using my little kid notion again, you've got your pencil case and you've got your sharpener and you're all set. All right, you're now go, you know, go run yeah. off and start your business. So that's that's yeah, always the best best kind of conversation to have. That's awesome. So well, anybody who's an entrepreneur just starting out, of course, their team needs to start out with a payment processing person. <laughs> so you understand yeah. how you make money. Of course, a business consulting, marketing consultants, of course. Yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but you need to have a payment processing system in, in place as well. So I'm going to definitely keep that in mind because we also do business consulting here. And mm-hmm. I honestly didn't think um, in that space that that's something you need to have on deck in the beginning. Because yeah, absolutely. About, or at least have a plan. Money? Yeah, or at least have yeah. a plan. If you're not ready yet, at least at least start to do your due diligence for sure. And and that can start with an assessment with you. Yes, absolutely. That we love to do that. We don't charge for that. Our goal is my what I love the most about my business, Lily, other than meeting and learning from other business owners, is um that our business actually doesn't cost you anything. That's what I love. Our job is actually we save you money. So, you know, we mm-hmm. typically we're giveaway. We, we, we figure out and work with customers to give away terminals if we can or extremely low cost. 
And then our goal is to be saving you money already from the get-go uh, when we take a look at your previous provider. Uh, you know, that's what I love is there's no, there's no, there's nothing you're, you're, you're worried about sharing or, or there's no, I don't no cost. There's nothing to worry about losing because our goal is from day one, you're going to be saving money. So that's what I love to do is I walk in there and there's no bill I'm handing you because I'm going to be saving you money. So that's the, that's the double fun to it. Right. Right. And that actually puts you in a space where you just, like you said, you're just here to help them and you can yeah. do it from your heart. Cause it's not about trying to incentivize them or anything like that. Cause it's just, right. I'm here to help you. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how would someone take the next step with you? Where would they go? How would they reach you? What's the next steps? Sure. So so we have a website you can take a look at. Uh, It's polypay.com, P-O-L-Y-P-A-Y.com. Might run into a sheep, not us, (laughs) Uh, but look for that. So there's that, or we're on Instagram at polypay processing. If you go to our website, uh, we have a a button there where you can hit contact us and can shoot an email off to us, or uh, we've got our phone number on there if you'd like, and we're available whenever. Like I said, we know business is at nine to five. So we've always got a team that's standing by. I've, I've had uh, team members that were out uh, uh, mowing the lawn and took a phone call. I had one of our one of our team members was actually on his bike riding here in San Luis Obispo, and the owner called of a a small deli, and he said, "If you don't mind seeing me in my spandex, I'll be there in about ten minutes to fix your problem." And she said, "No problem." So he turned around and and biked another three miles the other way and went and fixed her her issues. So that's what we love to do. It's we know that you know Saturday Sundays. Midnight businesses are open and taking transactions and they need help. Yes, that's that's an amazing touch point to be able to have with your clients, to be able to be there and just kind of just show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, what I love too is that, you know, that not only they our customer uh, customers respect us and are appreciative that we get referrals from them, which is wonderful. And I joke that this is funny. This happened this past holiday season. Our team members got Christmas cards from our customers. <laughs> I know. What are the odds of that? I'm like, I was jealous. I didn't get one, Lydia, but I'm like, hey, that's fine. All right. I wasn't out there in the trenches for that one, but I just love it. I go, I can't get rid of that Christmas card now because it was literally went to our team members from our customers. I go, wait, isn't it supposed to be the other way around? So that's again, it's another sign from the universe. We must be doing the right thing. That's amazing. Well, I love what it is that you're doing in this space. I love that you're creating your own lane and just leading in your own way and leading with your heart. I think that's amazing. Yes. Not a, yes. enough people doing that and to yes. be able to be in a position to do so and taking that step to do so, that says a lot about who you are and what you stand for. So thank you so much for all you do. Thank you. Thank you, Lydia. <laughs> I think, yeah, your reputation is everything. And as long as you can, your head you know, hits that pillow at night and you can sleep well and you know you're doing the right thing. Yes, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's not about, I mean, the money will follow, you know, but yes. you just want yes. to make sure that you're of clear conscience, you're a good person, and that you're making an impact in people's lives, you know? So, yes, yes. We're only here once. So, that's right. That's right. Right, right. And before we go, tell us about your referral advocate program. How does that work? Yes. Absolutely. So we love that. Uh, As I said, we're fortunate to have a lot of customer referrals, but we have a wonderful referral advocate program where, um, you know, perhaps, you know, we have everyone from retired people to part-time working people to people that are either in maybe a CPA industry or they're working in an IT industry or or, uh, marketing, business consulting, people in restaurants, anywhere you might interface with business owners uh, and you might have someone who would be uh, either maybe a manager or, or the business owner themselves that you can connect 
connect with uh, and maybe ask them if they'd like to talk about their, their processing situation, if they want to have some conversation about that. Maybe they just want someone to take a look at it for them. Uh, so what we do is we sign those referral advocates up. All they need to do is put us in contact with the person uh, that uh, might be a, that we might be able to help. We'll take it from there. Uh, we have some referral advocates that want to be very involved, so we copy them on all of our conversations. We have others to just say, hey, let me know if you close the deal for me. And then what we do for them is on an ongoing basis, they will receive a part of the revenue that we do make uh, from our fees uh, uh, each month, as long as we have the customer. So Lydia, I have referral advocates that have been around for, I think we've had this program for about five years that, you know, still are, are getting funds, you know, from people they referred us to five years ago, because I'm proud to say we still have those businesses. We still have our first business that we signed to this day as a customer. So uh, we want our, if we're benefiting from it, we want our referral advocates to benefit from it as well. And there's no minimums to make or anything. If you bring us one lead a year, great. If you bring us one lead a week, fantastic. I mean, it's really up to us and then to, to carry the ball over the line then. And, and we just appreciate that, uh, you know, any referral advocate that works with us, we tell them we'll, we'll treat all of your referrals with the utmost respect, uh, understanding, you know, again, another very intimate component, right, Lydia, is our people's relationships and people trusting you. And if you're handing over a business or a contact or a name, uh, that needs to be treated with respect as well. And we always do that for, for all of our referral advocates because they're, they're taking an extra step for us. So we need to know, we need to do our part as well. That's amazing. So you're not only helping people save money, you're helping them make money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Lo- they love it. Yeah. I love people just, you know, making so- a bit of money on the side for, or do as much as you want to, uh, to make some income. And yeah. And as you said, as long as they're a customer of ours, they can, they can uh, get a portion of what we make every month. I'm very clear about how we report that with them. They see what we make on a customer. They'll get a little breakdown on what they're making. And, and we share that with them every month. And, and there's a whole kind of section on our website as well, uh, Lydia, that talks about a referral advocate program a little bit more in depth, but it's probably great. They can give us a call about that as well too. Right. And the website again is polypay.com as P-O-L-Y-P-A-Y.com. And you'll be able to see all the information you need to know about Polypay and the amazing services that they provide. You'll see the team, you'll see solutions, and you'll see more information about the referral program that we were just referring to. So yes. polypay.com. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, you Ms. So of course, Jamie, thank you so much for your time with us. And thank you for sharing your story about mentorship and about just the way that you like to handle your customers and care for them. Again, it's, it's amazing what you're doing. And I love that you're leading with your heart. And I hope that people see you as an example of how they can decide how they want to run their business. And they don't have to be out here clawing for dollars or anything like that, but you can no. be successful and still care for your people. Yes. And as you said, do the right thing and the money will follow. And that's that that's I haven't seen that not be the case yet. So I, I, I totally agree with your statement. So thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. That's all we have for now with Jamie Barlett. Um, and we thank you so much for your time with us. And again, visit polypay.com to learn more about the amazing services that they provide for your payment processing system. Thank you all. Thank you. Lydia here. Thank you so much for listening to Leaders on the Rise. If you are a successful CEO, founder, C-suite executive, decision maker, successful business leader, or an influential entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit pierrebrandinggroup.com slash podcast to apply. If you got something out of this interview you would like to share on social media, 
Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag LeadersOnTheRise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, pierrebrandygroup.com, or follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram at LydiaPierre underscore. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.